Hello, and welcome to episode 127 of The Nerd Out. I'm Lisa. I'm Rich P. We're girls who nerd out. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can email us, info at thenerdout.com. We have a website, thenerdout.com, that has uh, show notes, pretty pictures, links to stuff. Come on. (laughs) It's a good time there, too. And you can stream it from there. Um, if for some reason you don't find like finding us on one of a bajillion different streaming podcast places that we live. That is correct. Yeah, that's, that's it correct. in a nutshell. Boom. Yep. See, we're off. I am fully caffeinated right now. <laughs> and she holds <laughs> up her, her coffee. Yeah. Um, Ritzy, you already mocked my hair a little bit. Um, I've never seen it like that. It's so frizzy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. My, my hair gets really frizzy in, um, in when it's damp out. And it looks, it, it, it's kind of like bad 80s hair, yes. I guess is kind of a way to describe it. It looks like yeah. it's super fried, which I know it's not, but it looks from, yeah. from the, from the Skype window, it looks like it's yeah. fried. I've never, I've never seen, I've known you how long, I've never seen you like that. That's um, because I, um, <laughs> usually I care enough to not let people see me like this, but you know, I'm among friends. So there you go. Oh, uh, so I wanted to um, do one of the comments. I f- forgot to go through the comments last time. Yeah, and uh-huh. one of our, you know, one of our tried and true uh, listeners, Donna Gomez, she Donna. she had initially said that she wasn't really feeling um, season two of uh, Umbrella Academy or she wasn't, I don't know, I forgot what she said. And then I was like, oh no, I really like season two better than season one. And then we forgot, we haven't posted about the the latest episode, but she, you know, it's obvious she subscribes. So thank you, Donna. She says, thanks for releasing the new episode, chicas. Lovely to hear from you. And thank you for uh, your work sending postcards. You're Wanted welcome. To, you're welcome. Wanted to come here to say I did very much end up liking this second season of the Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. equal to my enjoyment of the first. Interesting. I I felt I liked it, but I had a couple issues with the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But now, based on you and and Donna and what a couple other people have said, I feel like I need to, to dive into it. Dive into it. Do it. Especially like, wait, do you? We talked about uh, holiday, but for for Thanksgiving, do you get the week off or the day off? Um, what are they doing for I, you? I actually get Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. Oh, excuse, excuse. I know. Yeah, nice. Nice, really. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that could be on one of the on the list of uh, you know potential shows to to dive into. Yes, um, but it's not something that Ranger Ted would want to watch. Oh, Ranger Ted, man! <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking our flow over here, Ranger Ted. <laughs> I know. I know. Cock block. <laughs> TV cock block. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Um, but, okay, that's good. I wonder if anybody else out there is watching it and likes it. Did you guys like the second season more or less? Yeah. Or the same? Or the same? Or not, or not at all? Yeah. Screw the Umbrella Academy. I don't know. <laughs> um. One. One announce before we get into the TVs. Um. Oh. Ti Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Ti Jenkins, right here. Me. Me, me. She's going to be on the next episode of Word to Your Mama. It's a crossover. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a crossover. We talk about stuff. Um, We just recorded it. 
So uh, I can give you a sneak a sneak peek. Um, we laughed. We cried. Yeah, like laughed. we're emotionally reborn. We, but the tears were both happy tears yeah, and sad in the laughing tears. and the crying. Yeah, I mean, vice versa. <laughs> and, and what's yeah. funny is that I haven't edited yet, but um, I was watching the video. You know, because oh. we record video, but I just use the audio because it's a backup, right? Um, and I was watching it, and I was dying. And I was <laughs> gonna tell this certain story. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it, but this certain story, I was gonna. I was like, ooh, I can't wait to tell Miosito. And instead of telling him, I was like. Let me show him that clip. Oh my God, he loved it. He was crying when I was like, we were losing it. He's like, oh my God, that's the best. That's the best. I was like, I was gonna tell you, but I was like, let me just show you the video and the audio together. <laughs> I like, I, I, I'm gonna show it to you and then see if you approve of the visual of just that we'll, clip. If you we'll approve, on, and then yeah. we'll release it because. To hear it, I think it'll be funny, but I think to hear it and see it, yeah, my it face, I'm like, oh, I was like losing it. We, You and I are cry- like literally crying. You have a <laughs> tissue. You have a tissue. I have a tissue. Yeah, no, I oh was my God. legit crying laughing. Oh my it's God, it's the best. It's been a long time since I have laughed that hard. <laughs> it's one for the books, kids. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Today, I don't know when this one comes out, but I think it comes out like the same week, maybe, or something like that. So anyways, you'll yeah. you'll see it. You'll yeah. see it. Um, okay, so real quick, how are we doing before we get into TV? How are we doing, Ti? What's the what's what's cool. the state? What, what's it? What kind of mentals are we in? Um, I feel like every week you can say this of every week in 2020. It's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Like, um, yeah, it's been a week. I but. It, I suppose I am cautiously optimistic that um, maybe there will be a leveling out and a sort of, um, I don't know, normalcy, a new normal um, to like the country and tempers and, um, you know, fringe frustration and anger and things like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of cautiously hopeful of that. Probably won't happen. Um, COVID is, you know, doing its thing. Running rampant. Yep. Yep. Um, you guys are on lockdown, right? Yeah. We Up went, in the big in Oregon. In Oregon, we went on lockdown. Um, I don't think it takes effect until Monday. Mm. Um, but it's like, you can't go to restaurants. Basically, like, you can't go to restaurants and you shouldn't congregate with large groups of people for more than two households. And I was like, cool, because that's been my life since since you know, fucking March. March. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So no big deal here. Same uh, same same. It, it, to be honest, it's a and I'm a little I'm a little surprised, but I look, I, I certainly understand all sides here. Um it is uh it feels like too little too late. Like yeah. schools are still in session, salons are still open. Yeah. Like Yeah. I mean, I just feel like people are like, "Oh, I guess we're just going to live with this." And I guess we're just going to live with like a thousand people dying every day plus. On the reg. Ugh. And just pretend like it's not happening. Yeah, I, I posted a, a meme, a picture of this guy who's like, oh yeah, uh, they think they're going to um, get rid of COVID by saying that restaurants have to close at 10. And he's describing a picture of a Cheeto used to lock a door. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> like a deadbolt. A Cheeto deadbolt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it feels like. And, um, Friday I went to this, um, I was running some errands and I drove by this place that had like an outdoor kind of bar area that they set up and it was like drizzling a little bit and there was nobody there. And I was like, you know what? I've had a long week. I want to stop and have a beer. So I was there and I was talking to the super nice bartender dude. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm about to not have a job. And I was like, oh man, that sucks. Like, do you get to come back? He's like, yeah, how long? They say two weeks, who knows how long it lasts for. And he was like, man, if people would just wear masks, we could get this over with. Yeah. And I was like, right. He's like, I don't even mind not working for a couple of weeks. I just wish that like people would do this so everyone could be safe. And I was like, bless your heart. I know. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Like all this hard work and we're still, it's, it's, it's worse. Like all this hard work, like yeah. not seeing yeah. people, not doing shit. Like, you know, my little man, like having a meltdown breakdown because he can't see his friends and family and shit. Like from March and we're here. Yeah. Like it's, it's fucked up. So yeah, man. All right. Let's roll into TV. Yeah. So, you know, no big deal. What are we watching? (laughs) Oh, no big deal. What are we watching? Oh, Jeopardy. Oh, right. We, it was, we had one day where 2020 was like, all right, let's announce this shit. Let's call it. And then the next day, oh, don't forget it's fucking 2020 bitches. Yeah. We're taking Alex Trebek away from you. You know, I didn't, I guess, like, obviously I knew he was sick. That was a, that was a big deal, but I didn't like, you know, I knew he was still hosting Jeopardy. Cause I, I, I saw just before a few days before he died, like some contestant was on and it like was a little viral video about them telling him like how meaningful he was to him. And I was like, great, he's going to beat this thing. He's still hosting Jeopardy. I didn't realize that he was like really so close to passing. Yeah, I mean, it's pancre- I mean, you hear pancreatic cancer. You know, it yeah. it's it's a tough one. Like if a lot of out of a lot of the cancers, you hear that one, you're like, shit. Like pretty much yeah. death sentence. You just don't know when because it's it's a hard one if you look at the numbers. Yeah. Um so yeah. yeah. Uh it's you know it's, what though? Yeah. He had a really amazing life and inspired yes. a lot of people yes. and was like we should all aspire to have a fraction of like, you know, kind of the positive impact. He was like a regular in people's homes. He was a friend, a trusted voice, you know, forever. Yeah, forever. 80 years old, too, is, you know, yeah. I mean, it's always sad to lose somebody. Um, but at least, you know. 80 is a good run. 80 is a good run. run. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Smith, yeah. bucket of win. Big bucket of win. Yeah. So and then, um, as I mentioned before uh, at, at the other podcast, but um, our good friend Dalen sent me a thing saying that the producer of Jeopardy was like, you know, he had a swing in the backyard and he said that, you know, all he wanted to do was live his last days out on the swing. Come on. <laughs> I know. I hope he did. Said he did. Said he did. Him and his wife. His beautiful wife. His gorgeous wife. Oh my gosh, yeah. I saw a picture of them on their wedding day. I was like, holy shit, she's a smoke show. Smoke show. Even like like recently they did like an interview, I think maybe last year, you know, because he was sick and, you know, and stuff where he was at. And I was like, holy shit. Of course, Alex Trebek, mad game. Mad game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, my, my very best positive thoughts to her. Speaking of, strange aside, 
Um, yesterday, I went on a walk through a cemetery. Ooh. It's an old cemetery. So, like, there so were, stones out. Yeah. So it was like people who were born in like England in 1830 Shit. and like died here in 1910. And um, there were there were loads and loads of children, Oof. like lots of um, age thirteen, age nine, age six. One day, like all Oof. so much of it, like Oof. it was really it was shocking. In the oldest part of the cemetery, a lot of people, a lot of graves dating back to like the late eighteen hundreds and stuff. That's and crazy. I was like, you know, I guess the kids, I guess the like. Life expectancy is just is better for kids overall. So that's something to be excited about. Yes, this is In a true. very strange way. And also, I'm a goth at heart, and I enjoy cemeteries. So there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's like, it's really cool. I figure whenever somebody walks through a cemetery, it means that somebody who's buried there um, isn't forgotten. You know? It's yeah. like you see them, yeah. and it's like... It's like they say you die, you die two times. Once when you die, and the last time someone speaks your name... And so, like, yeah. going through a cemetery and looking and reading about who these people are, it keeps it keeps part of them alive. Yeah, and especially, yeah, you're reading in their name yeah. and then saying it out loud and keeping them in existence. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's a, that's a good thing. That's what we should all do. Once in a yeah. blue moon, go to the cemetery, read some of these names off. Yeah, and uh, appreciate those people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. That was my, that was my sort of weird aside. Back to television. <laughs> I think something that we have both been enjoying is The Queen's Gambit. Did you finish it? No, I still have one episode left. Oh my goodness. I know. I know. <laughs> I devoured that shit last week. I think it was last weekend. I was like, kept seeing it and I was like, what's this? What's this? And I kept seeing people on Twitter like Queen's Gambit. And I was like, but I still didn't even know what it was about. And I started watching it and then I told my rib, I told Aaron, I was like, yo, I'm three episodes into this shit. You got to watch this shit. I finished it that weekend. Boom. She finished it that weekend. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I would have, I would have binged it faster. Um, but, but we're, we're consuming it. Damn it. I mean, <laughs> let me count the ways that I like this. It's yes. a, it's like all new original IP story, all of it. Like, it's so nice. It's so fresh and different and new. Like, yeah. I love that about it. Yeah. I love, um, like, the production is really great. Yeah. The wardrobe, the sets, like. Yeah. The the episode that takes place in Mexico, like, everything in that hotel oh, is so, so beautiful. on point. So yeah. on point. Yeah. And, um, and she herself is, um such an interesting, complex, nuanced, whatever character that uh, ladies don't get all that often. Yes. It is especially appreciated. Like, she's kind of a jerk, but she's kind of sensitive. Like, she might be on the spectrum. She she is very in control of her sexuality. Mm. She is very in control of her life. But she's also an addict. Like... There's so many, like, interesting layers to her, and she is um, just such a, like, fresh and interesting character. Yeah, and I was watching it while we were waiting for the results. It was a week, the weekend before the main weekend, so watching it be something like that that was 
helped me escape to another time. And mm-hmm. it was like empowering. You know what I'm saying? It's like women empowerment, women doing different shit, especially during that time. I was just like, yes, yes. And then when you see the end, you're like, yes. You know, like, yes, yeah. motherfucker, yes. And it's really, when I, I was telling my my therapist this week about it, I was <laughs> like, um, because, uh, you know, TMI, I'm going down from, from uh, every other week to a month, once a month. So excited about Th- that. Thank you, thank you. And um, so I was like, oh, have you seen the Queen's, we were talking about, how the, you know, the body remembers and you have to deal with the trauma or else it comes up in different ways. And I was like, have you seen the Queen's Gambit? And Gambit, and she's like, no. And I was telling her about it without spoiling. And I was like, it's basically this, it's the body remembers. And then she was like, oh, totally. And she's like, while you're gone and we have a month off, she's like, why don't you read this book? He's, she's like, I just did a class with this, with this, uh, this uh, psychologist and he has this amazing book and it's called, the body keeps the score. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like telling her, I was like, yeah, exactly. The body keeps the score. Like she had to deal with her shit. It was going to manifest in certain ways if she wasn't dealing with it. Like, right. And that's how we all are. Like, you're like, oh, I think I'm dealing with it. I've dealt with it. Totally. No, I'm a raging alcoholic. You have a double shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, so like it, it all intertwines. And I was like, oh, she's like, I'm totally going to watch it. And so we're, her and I will discuss the Queen's Gambit <laughs> next, next yeah. session. I love I love that show. Yeah. I yeah, I, it's just it, it feels so real because she's she's very strong. She's also very weak, like because that's all how are. we all are, right? Yeah, multidimensional yeah. for certain things, and um, so the guy, so it's a book, right? And I I, I asked somebody on maybe on Twitter, they're like, oh, I don't want to see it because I read the book and the book's amazing. I was like, damn, I was like, the book must be amazing because the show was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um <laughs> and so um, Scott Frank is the guy put this one together. Uh, he's a, a screenwriter. He's done Godless, Get Shorty, Minority Report, Logan. Godless. What was that? Mm, I loved Godless. Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. Did I see that? I don't know. Highly recommend. To that was. Oh, that was on on Netflix. I did. Uh, that was. Yeah, I. Think that was so. amazing. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah, he did. Like he's done a bunch of shit. And so everyone was like, uh, he's good. <laughs> he did Little Man Tate, uh, which I love. I love yeah, Little Man Tate. Yeah, he is good. He is good. Yeah, Godless is like, um, uh, it's a Western. There's yeah. some like great, strong female characters in it. Ladies. Oh, it's good. It's awesome. Maybe that's why he's like, oh, I got this. I love this. Let me get some more. Yeah, yeah. You know, and stuff. So, and then um, the main actress uh, in... The Queen's Gambit. She was uh-huh. raised all over the place, but you know, she says she's Latina. She's Argentina. So there's a whole really? interview. Her talking, yeah. There's a whole interview on that I saw on my Twitter by Netflix, released by Netflix, of her doing a whole interview about the Queen's Gambit and her character in Espanol. I had no idea. I was here. It is American Argentine British actress. Um, I I've been meaning to watch um, a Jane Austen inspired movie Emma that came out earlier this year, so we started watching it yesterday, and boom, this She's woman in is the lead. Yeah, I want to watch that too because you know I love yeah. period pieces and stuff like that. So yeah, oh my gosh, this this is like an ice cream fantasy movie. Like all of the sets and the costumes and everything are just like orgasmic. Mm. 
I cannot wait. Maybe, maybe it's there's like, still time today. Yeah. Where like, is it? Where so are you watching it on? Um, HBO. HBO. Did I watch it already? I don't know. I, I think might have watched. New, I no, I didn't newly, watch it. It's newly on HBO. Um, because it's been a rental and I went to go look at it and I was like, oh, it's on HBO for free. We're going to watch that right now. I mean, I'm sorry, not for free. I am paying for HBO, but still sort of free. Yeah. Oh no, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Huh. Huh. It's a, it's a movie, not a show. Uh, it's a movie, not a show. This woman was also in the, in the witch, that horror movie. Yeah, I, I didn't see that, but I saw like her credits. I was like, because I was like, uh, you know, I nerded out about the show afterwards. I was like, who did it? Who wrote it? Who directed it? Who's a, who's this lady? Who's yeah, this girl? Yeah. And then I was like, holy shit. Huh. Yeah, she's pretty great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we are both, we are both confirmed uh, yeah. Queen's Gambit fans. Uh, if you guys aren't watching it, you should watch it like right now. Yeah, let us know. It's a Sunday. I mean, I don't know when you'll be listening to it, but you got time. You, yeah, it's you a pandemic. You shouldn't be going anywhere anyways. Yeah, stay <laughs> home. Watch the Queen's Gambit. Jesus. <laughs> and from the Queen's Gambit, we move over to The Crown. Mm-hmm. Have um, you started the, ne- the new season? I haven't because I still haven't seen the last season. Oh, I heard my. mixed things about it, and I was like, ooh, maybe I, maybe I don't want to... You Maybe got, I just but you remember it. No, but you gotta. You if you want, right. we're in Princess Die territory. How they met. Okay. You gotta. Okay. You can't skip it. Okay. It's boring and it'll take you longer to get through. I will admit, it wasn't. Okay. You know, there's like not things, a bunch of things happening, but it's part of it. And you just work, work while you watch that. Okay. <laughs> you okay. know, get the gist of it. Write um, postcards while I watch. Exactly. There it is. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm on season, I mean, episode two. I just started like this morning from bed. Um, I forgot that it had started. And I was like, yes, we're in, we're entering. Um, Princess Die. Princess Die, which I had no idea. Like, you know, I think a lot of people, I think like people, um, British people and stuff like that, they could give a fuck. They hate the queen. They don't want anything to do. They don't want to know. They don't care. Blah, blah, blah. For us, for me at least, it's fucking fascinating. Like I had no idea. So some some shit goes down and I was like, oh shit. Huh. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So and, and then I, you know, you do the research afterwards to see the real events and stuff. Uh-huh. You're like, oh shit. I forgot about that shit. I forgot about this shit. Like, cause it's not our history. So yeah, the crown's back on, folks. I saw a picture of the woman who plays Princess Di. And she's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well cast. Yeah. Super good casting. Yeah. Um, say, what about our other favorite? The Voice. Was, We're in the does. I was say, are you watching The Voice? I haven't been watching The Voice. I didn't watch last season either. I'm so far behind. What? I did have a dream, though. That, oh, yes. Um, yes. That um, Blake Shelton and I were like sort of flirting and hanging out. <laughs> and then, like, he totally friend zoned me and introduced me to the like woman that he was dating. And I was like, Excuse me? <laughs> and then, he, and then, but he did like, he did take me to this weird church that he went to. And he like made me sit in the back while he sat in the front. And I was like, I'm not feeling Blake Shelton right now. This is Did, weird. I found out this season that his dad was a pastor. 
Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you're tapping into some things. Yeah, Yeah, maybe I'm tapping into like the truth. Um, but how, how other, apart from my weird dreams, how is it? Who are the judges this season? It's, um, Blake, Gwen, John, and, um, what's her name? Who's Since you've been gone. I can't, I can't think of her name. Oh, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. She's always there. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting is, oh, uh, well, one of the cool things about it this season is that the Supernatural Bear and I are watching it and he loves it. Like we started a little bit last season and now we started from Jump and he's all about it. He loves Blake as much as we do. He loves a little pointing finger thing. He loves it. Um, But what's interesting this season, I was going to say semester, this season is that it's, they filmed it during COVID. So they can't touch each other. They can't, it's no, there's no audience. It's all, they're all Zooming. The audience is Zooming. Um, when they do the battles, it's two rings instead of one ring. Uh-huh. And so they can't touch each other. And it's all social distance. And it's, you know, they had to be quarantined when the, the contestants that got picked, they had to stay in a hotel and quarantine for 14 days. Did it like this whole thing. And like, if you're a minor, you get to bring someone, but everyone else had to come solo. And like, it's a whole, like, it's where it's in like almost real time. Like, you know, there maybe they filmed it a couple of months, but there were filming in the pandemic so it's interesting you know nba style yeah totally like a their own pod and stuff so i don't know it's interesting um i don't know it's it's kind of weird it's interesting and weird that like you know it's been so long that now everyone just has to be fuck it we gotta (laughs) we gotta come up with some content but yeah it's been it's been good some some interesting voices I think you'll like. You don't have to watch last season. Just watch watch start watching this yeah, season. Yeah, I, you don't need to you don't need to watch them chronologically. <laughs> no. Um but I've yeah, never, we're having a good time and uh I've never seen John as a judge. I like him. Oh, you never seen him as a judge? When he mm-hmm. first Oh, when he first started it, I was like, "Ugh." But then now he's like settled down. He's he's better. Where's Adam? I don't know. And that's what uh, the Supernatural Bear keeps asking. He's like, what happened to Adam Levine? Because he loved, he saw like when he first saw what he saw with him on there. I was like, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't I care. Mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I understand everybody's got to take a break from shit like that. <laughs> um, you know, I also watched the, um, speaking of music, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Oh, yeah, I watched uh, a little bit. Show. Uh, that was... Uh, that was surprisingly entertaining. It was, I skipped, I skipped some of it. It was T-Rex slash Mark Bolin. Uh, the Doobies. The Doobie Brothers. Nine Inch Nine Nails. Nails. Depeche Mode. Whitney Houston. And Irving Azoff, whatever. And then like a big <laughs> thing on everybody who died, which I Oh, and then Biggie. But I didn't, I didn't, Biggie, I, don't, yeah, I only made it to Nine Inch Nails. I haven't finished it. I made it through all of them except Whitney. That was the very last one. And I was like, I'm tired. I need to go to bed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it was, that was actually really enjoyable. Like I learned stuff about the Doobie Brothers and Biggie. I didn't know. Like it was good. Yeah. I like that. Like the behind the music type shit. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, I love the behind the music type shit. I miss those. Um, so yeah, it was nice. So I'll keep, Rain- so you Rain- recommend finishing yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, just skim and watch the stuff that you're mildly interested in. Yeah. But Ranger Ted was just bummed that Doobie Brothers didn't have anything about groupies or drugs. <laughs> like, he, like, he wanted a real behind, like... Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but that was, um, that, yeah, that was good. I recommend, I think that that's on HBO as well. Yeah. That was on HBO. And how, just how fucking fine was Michael McDonald back in the days? Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. He he was a handsome dude. He was Uh so handsome. His eyes and his, like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Mm Okay, and then so where are you at in the Mandalorian? You didn't start. Where what what's happening? Where are we at? I still haven't started oh the Mandalorian. Oh my god! I don't have Disney Plus, but I'm I'm going to get it. I think um, we've had. See, I got Hulu Live thinking that it included Disney Plus, but it does not. No. So now I need to get rid of Hulu Live and get Disney Plus. You get the Disney Plus, but it's the whack Hulu. They have the Disney Plus with the ESPN and the Hulu, but it's the whack yeah. Hulu. You don't want that. Yeah. You don't want commercials. What the fuck? Like, you don't want to pay for it. Um, yeah. It's, so- Disney Plus is worth it just on it, on the strength of its own thing. Yeah, I just need to, uh, I really need to um, figure out, like, slicing and dicing so that I'm not paying for, like, although it is the pandemic and it's winter, like, come on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But the other, I mean, just to take a a quick sidebar, it continues to infuriate me that I pay for HBO Max and I don't have HBO Max because it's not on um, a fire stick unless I jailbreak. And it's not. I've heard it. It's not hard. Yeah, I've done it. It's easy breeze. It's been fine. Yeah. You're so missing I'm, out. Yeah, I know. It's I need super to do that easy. Maybe I'll do that today. Maybe yeah, that will be. That's my, what you need to do, and then it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, I was like, there has to be a way now. When the beginning, the no one, ha- no one figured it out when it first came out, and I was like, fuck. And then I was like, this sucks. And then uh-huh. I found it. And I put it in, and it's been fine. It's been great. No problems. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So Mandalorian, uh, you haven't yeah. watched it yet. You're behind. No. You're going to watch I, it probably over the holiday. And you're going to yes. get back to us because season two yeah. started. Um, and it gave us such an, you know, in a, in a time where we're, we're, we're itching for new content. And then you give us quality motherfucking content. Super excited. It comes out every Friday. Um which I love now, like, you know, because in the age where we can binge everything, it's nice to wait for something here and there. I like I like the shows that do that right now. And just for those who have watched season one and haven't watched season two yet, or maybe are like one episode into season two, I highly suggest before you get to see to, I mean, um, uh, episode one or something like that, before you get to see episode two, three, I'm sorry. Uh, I suggest you watch The Clone Wars Season 5, Episodes 14 through 16. Okay. As soon as I get as soon as I get this, I'm going yeah. to reach out to you and possibly Eric, our former guest. Yes. And be like, please remind me and tell me in what order I should be watching all of this. Yes. So that way I um, you know, I'm I'm doing things as well as possible. And T.I., so thing- oh, yeah. really quick before I forget. Yeah. You're going to want to watch it as soon as possible and then watch those episodes and then you're going to go crazy because someone that you really love. Oh, I know. Oh, you already know. You already know. I know. Katie Stackoff. Yes. Yes. 
So you have to. Yeah. So for you, especially for you, you have to watch the Clone Wars, uh, those episodes, so that you understand her character. Yes. And I hear she is um, an awesome character in the Clone Wars. Yes. So, yeah. And I I love me some Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. I was telling the Supernatural Bear, I was like, ugh. Tia Tia loves her. <laughs> oh, she's going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. She's a badass. Um, one thing that I have been watching actually is movies. Okay. Um, we had, we had like a bond week, I think sort of, uh, in, in homage to, mm. uh, to Sean Connery. Um, I had never th- seen Thunderball and Ranger Ted thought, thinks that Thunderball is the best Bond movie. So I was like, all right, let's watch this. I happen to think that Casino Royale is the best Bond movie. And so I made him watch that. And what was what was the vote? How did it turn out? What, what, what was the consensus? What did you guys decide? Uh, he, he doesn't love Daniel Craig. He's seen Casino Royale before. He thinks that it's too grim and serious. Mm. Whereas I think that that layer of like ludicrousness in the <laughs> old movies is like funny but i don't take it very seriously uh. i think it was good it was good though i i didn't like i've only seen i know this is crazy i've only seen a couple sean connery bond movies mm. i saw like roger moore was james bond when i was a kid yeah. and i all of those um like seven times um <laughs> And then I've seen the one since. Um, but yeah, we were, we were kind of like, who's the best Bond, et cetera, et cetera. So it was good. Thunderball. Super fun. Um, okay. Have you ever seen that one? I don't. Th- I'm trying to remember, I, you know, because there's a lot of them I saw when I was little and probably uh-huh. didn't even want to. Like it just happened to be on or something or I was forced to watch it. So I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I don't it's, think I have. It's in the Bahamas. Um, there's a lot of like diving, scuba diving type stuff that happens. That seems familiar. At the the very end, there is a huge underwater scuba diving battle. (laughs) Like what the what? (laughs) Like I, I have never seen anything like that before in my life. And I imagine that trying to film something like that 50 years ago was probably crazy. Yeah, totally. 60 years ago. Yeah. So I, I will, I will give it up for that. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was very enjoyable. And, um, and then we also, last night we watched a movie that has been sort of a like underground streaming sensation during the pandemic called The Outpost. Do you know about this? No. It is a military movie. It is, um, the reviews that I read sort of compared it to Black Hawk Down, which I think is fair. Although I think that Black Hawk Down is a much better movie. Um, the outpost, it's based on a book written by Jake Tapper of CNN. Mm. Um, and it's about this, uh, battle in Afghanistan, like way the hell out in the middle of nowhere. It was at the bottom of a valley surrounded by walls on all sides. It's the stupidest place to put <laughs> an outpost of all time. And there was a, um, and you know, sooner or later the Taliban shows up. And a bunch of guys died. It was a really protracted firefight. Um, they ended up like think they couldn't get helicopters to them. Thankfully, um, eventually they do. And yeah, it was um, you know I really I dig um, um, military movies and military history and military battles and strategy. I don't know why, but I, I'm always yeah, so fascinated me too. by that. 
I don't know. So I, I found it. I found it really interesting. It's um, Clint Eastwood's son is in it. Scott Eastwood. I see. Yeah, I feel like there's something about him that rubs me the wrong way, and I can't uh, put my finger on it. Uh, but he looks and sounds just like his dad. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's also had Orlando Bloom, who was in Black Black Hawk Down, was Orlando Bloom's uh. first movie. And he tries to do a southern accent and fails really miserably. <laughs> but so anyhow, it was based on a novel by Jake Tapper. They've been trying to get it made through like indie indie movie companies for a while. It's a good cast of like young kind of character actors. Mm. Um, and so they finally they finally got like Sam Raimi was attached to it, and then he went away. And they finally got it made for like a, a shoestring budget. And like at the end, when it talks about like you know, all of the production companies involved, there's like 80, it's like a telltale sign that like everybody was like, I have a thousand dollars and you're like, great, take it. So there's, you know, loads of people were involved and then they were going to release do a limited run in movie theaters, um, like indie kind of more indie movie theaters, but obviously that didn't come to pass. Yeah. And they did do a special screening for the families of the people who, um, their loved ones fought in this oh. and there were like grief counselors on hand and all of this. And the filmmakers were saying that they were so relieved afterwards that because they were like, we were so scared that people were going to be like upset with us for the way that people were portrayed or whatever. But everyone was like very grateful and very happy and very moved. And so then they, I think that they provided it free to like, maybe active duty military veterans agency, something. So they, mm. they put it out to all like military people and then it got such good word of mouth that it was picked up somewhere and it was on demand. And then Netflix bought it. Oh, nice. It's on Netflix. I'm so add it to if, my list. Thank you. Yeah. If you guys are into like, Oh my God, very like nonstop shit's going wrong sideways in a military fashion. <laughs> this is your movie. <laughs> this movie it makes you um it also makes you very much appreciate um firepower uh the firepower of a of a plane oh okay or, or a helicopter like when you absolutely positively need to need fuck it. somebody up <laughs> yes that's what you need <laughs> the outpost okay that's the on netflix yep netflix any other movies no no like you know, it's so funny with the pandemic, I like, we've been looking at movies and like, there's just not that much coming out. Yeah. So trying to like find these little hidden gems. Yeah. What about you? No, I can't. No, I haven't found anything that I want to invest my time right now. I'm like, oh, that's an investment though. I'll watch four hours of a fucking show, you know, binge yeah. four hours yeah. of a show or something, but I could stop it at any time. I don't know what it is. I can stop a movie at any time, but there's I something know. about it. Like I don't want to. And I just think, oh, an investment. So I haven't really watched anything. Um, yeah. No, but I am excited about the new Steve Yoon movie that's gained a lot of Oscar buzz. Finally got a release date. It's an A24 film, Minari, I believe it's called. And uh, December 11th, I think, is a limited like release in theaters. We'll see how that goes. I'm sure no. And then uh, hopefully we get to see it because I really want to see it. But everyone, they said the release date makes it eligible for the awards hmm. um this and that a yeah weird year for awards i know not 
not just because nobody's going to the theaters, but because nothing's coming out. I know. So we'll see. But um, I'm excited to see my man's Steve yep. Yoon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no movies. But uh, books, what are we talking about? Um, you know, I have been reading a lot, actually. I, I partly blame um, being off of social media. Uh, <laughs> and I've been reading a lot of thrillers, which huh. I don't normally read. But I've just wanted, like, suspense and, like, a page turner mm. to really, like, suck me in. Otherwise, I think I would have a hard time reading. Yeah, like you need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what yeah. what are you reading right now? Um, I'm reading one called Blackout by a woman called Lisa Unger. Um, it's kind of a weird, mysterious identity stalker thriller kind of thing. Um, I found a really great bookstore near me, and the woman who runs it is like, you know, it's like when you go into a bookstore and you're like, can you recommend like an interesting thriller? Mm. If you do this, if you do this at like Barnes and Noble, they're all have you heard of Michael Connolly? <laughs> um, but when you go to like a cool little bookstore where they know everything, she's like, Oh yeah. You want like a page turner beach read? I got you. And like pulled this random one out. So Love I've it. been reading that. Um, there's also, what did I read before that? I read something else that was thrillery. So yeah, I'm just kind of cranking through that stuff right now. Are you nice. reading? Yeah. Apart I just, I'm sorry. What Apart from what your therapist suggested. That you know book? what I'm saying? Well, and that one I'm listening to. So that way I can get shit done. Um, it's really good though. Um, I forget who, Bessel, his name is Bessel something. He's the one who wrote that one. It's really, really good. It's like um, science behind how your how the body keeps the score. Hmm. So it's how the brain works, how the neurons and the synapses and the hypothalamus, like all these things are like, you know, super nerdy in-depth you know, and also he starts off talking about um, when he starts talking to um, veterans, Vietnam War veterans, and how that, you know, learning from that goes to other, you know, child abuse and da 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 neglect and da 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 And it's fascinating because it's the numbers and studies and all that stuff. But basically, you, the body keeps a score. So you need to work on your shit. Um, but... We, I finally finished. I talked about it last time. I, because of the great news that we had the last weekend, right? It's been a week. Um, I was finally able to relax a little bit and finish our homegirl, Lillian Rivera's yes. new book, Never Look Back. And it's fucking amazing. And I feel like we should have her on to talk about it. And also, I wanted to say that, um, you know, how you go to this local, you found this awesome local bookstore. Mm-hmm. There's not one here um, in the in the valley, so I wanted to support. I don't want to do books through Amazon or anything, and I want to support a, a small bookstore. So I buy all my books from the Lit Bar in the Bronx, and I do it online via uh, Bookshop.org. You can go there and buy books, and then specify what indie bookstore you want to help. So the part of the proceeds oh, go to that. Cool. So you help mm-hmm. them out. So I always get the lip bar um, in the Bronx. And so I bought that book there. And um, yeah, love it. I don't, what, what I texted, I was like, bitch. I was like, how the fuck? You know, I've read four books of hers, three YA novels, and then one for, with the supernatural bear, which was for like middle school. And it was a detective detective one and I was just like 
I don't know how you do this. Like it's different voices, different things for each book. They're so crazy intricate and you bring it on back and it's just, I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's magic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As a writer, when you read a good book, you're like, how the fuck? Yeah. Do they do that? Where did you go and how did you do this? Like, you know, especially ones that are, are, um, fiction, but have things based in reality, you know, it's like, I was like, bitch, is that really, did that, is that really a place in the Bronx? Like, does that really, like, how did you, like, I was just like, you know, and she's like, yeah. And I was like, how did you research? Like, it's fascinating to me to see someone and to know them and just be like, how did you, what is this? So anyways, you know, she does these YA books and I, I don't know why they're YA just because they're the people in it, the main characters are of that age, but they're amazing. So I totally recommend Never Look Back. Um, and I'm not familiar with uh, the, you know, the telling of Orpheus and Eurydice. Eure- I fuck up her name. Eurydice. Eurydice. Um, and it's like a new telling of that in the Bronx with, um, you know, Dominic, uh, Dominican and Puerto Rican characters. And like the way she weaves it in and then makes it current, but then also flips it. And it's about so many different things about trauma and like all these different things. And it's just beautiful. It's such a beautiful story. Well done. I recommend never look back. Definitely. I will definitely read that. Um, my local bookstore, the, the little small one, what I have been doing is emailing them a list of things that I want. And then she orders them and I just swing by and pick them up. So that's getting an order of stuff for Christmas for people. So, um, I'll get, I'll, that will be Christmas for me. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Any way you could support, like if there was one here for sure, I'd roll, but there's not one here. So, um, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Support, support local writers, support local bookstores. Yeah. Um, Amazon has all the money. They don't need any more. They don't need your money. <laughs> Please. Yeah. I've been trying so hard not to buy stuff from them. It, I've been, it, it's hard though, because if you're lim- you have limited access to shit in your town, yeah, then you, you yeah. do it. But my, I tell people the way I try to offset it is I do it through the smile situation. Yeah. And then so, too. yeah. And if then it goes to a thing. It goes to a charity of your choice. Yeah, if you don't have Amazon Smile set up, like please go do that right now. Set up, yeah, right now. And um, before you watch the Queen's Gambit, <laughs> yes. and it's incredibly easy, and you can donate a portion. It's not very much, but it's something. It's something. A portion of your your Amazon purchases to a charity. Yeah, and then every once in a while, you see how much you put in an order, and you see how much that organization has gotten as a whole from everyone that's doing the same thing for you as you're doing for that organization. So it might not be a lot from you, but as a whole, you're like, oh, they're getting that's a that's yeah that's a good chunk. Of, that's something, you know. Yeah. Um, some, yeah, man. Bit. Yeah. So, anything else, Ti? No. Uh, no. I am, uh, it's rainy and icky here. So I am probably going to, after I write some postcards, maybe just like curl up with a blanket and finish my thriller and, um, maybe, maybe try to watch, uh, watch some TV, you know, a big Sunday. Yeah. That's the best Sunday. That's the best Sunday. All right, then I think we're good. Thanks everybody. All right. Peace out nerds. (laughs) 